Luke chapter 24 and verse 5. Verse 5. It says, And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. Look at it. The men said to them, these are the angels that is, why do you seek the living one? Look at this. Among the dead. Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day raised again. I want to talk about this morning the living one has risen. The living one has risen. The living one has risen. It has been a long week for Jesus. It has been a very long week for Jesus. He's been betrayed. He's been battered. He's been bruised, hung on a cross, and buried in a borrowed tomb. Very interesting because It was borrowed because he would not need it permanently. Out of all the religions there are out here, there's no religion that can say that they have as their central focus or their God in their religion, one that's living. Buddha is dead. Muhammad is dead. Krishna is dead. And whatever else we worship outside of Jesus is dead. There's a distinct difference between Jesus and everyone else. The distinct difference is that Jesus is alive and well. Three days in the Jewish time frame. Amen. In in the Jewish time, Jesus had been in the grave for three days. But in Jewish time, the time clocks were 12-hour days. That's why it says on the third day he rose again. Are you with me? Jesus now has fulfilled the plan and the purpose for which he came. Amen. He came to save the lost. He came to accomplish his father's mission because his father knew that he needed someone who could complete the mission. When God called Moses, he stuttered. He gave him a bunch of excuses. 
Amen. When God called Jonah, when God called uh, different people to do the work, when God called uh, Ezekiel, when God called all of these uh, great men to serve him, they all had an excuse, some of them. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is he accepted the assignment and he finished what he came to accomplish. Now the question today is, what does the living one have to do with you? How does that make, what does that do for us? What does that do for your life? How does this make sense to your life? To the world and to those, amen, who did not come to know Jesus, it doesn't matter. But the question is, what does the resurrection really mean to you this morning? What does the, re- does the resurrection mean anything? Is it just a day for bunny rabbits and, and chocolate and candy and new dresses for little girls and new suits for little boys? What does it really mean to us? The world has capitalized, amen, on a day that is supposed to be one of the greatest days for the Christian. The Bible declares that it was early on the first day of the week. Amen. The women, these girls were loyal. Amen. They were loyal, y'all. Amen. The one thing I can tell you about these girls, they were loyal to Jesus. You know why they were loyal? Because they remembered what he had done for him. Where were the brothers on this day? Some of us, we... Do God like that. Amen. We we do God when we feel like, you know, doing God. We we come when we want to come. We, you know, we participate when we want to put when our feelings are hurt, we just step back. You understand what I'm saying? But the one thing I can tell you about these girls, they were loyal. The Bible says they had prepared, they were preparing to come and take Jesus' body and and put spices and prepare uh, uh, prepare the body as, as that of a king. Because remember, on Friday, amen, on Friday they took him. Amen. Uh, they put him in a barred tomb. And in that barred tomb, Jesus is there. But to their surprise, to their surprise, when they got there, the text says, and they found the stone rolled away. Now, this wasn't a pebble. This was a this was a big boulder. I, I don't you can't even illustrate this rock. Come on, somebody. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, they didn't call it rock. They call it a stone. Are you with me? What they would do, they would dig out. They would dig out. Amen. The tomb, and they would put the they would put the big stone in front of it. It was nearly impossible for one person to move that stone. It would take at least 12 to 15 soldiers who was there to remove the stone. So even at the tomb, we see the miracles. We see that God is able to do the impossible. Come on and say amen. Amen. He is able to do the impossible. He's able to roll away whatever stone you have in your life. 
Amen. He's able to pull you and I out of, hallelujah to his holy name, the tomb. He's able to pull us out of those dark places. He's able, come on somebody, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. And the question is now, the living one has risen. What does that mean to you? It's interesting to me that the text says, but when they entered, they did not, verse 3, they did not find the body, watch this, of the Lord Jesus. They did not find his body. The body is missing. We got a problem. Amen. I'll fast forward the story and just let you know that 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 the 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 uh, the soldiers, the, the 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 religious rulers at that particular time, Amen. They told the soldiers to lie. Amen. Then say they they couldn't even explain where the body was. Do I have anybody? Can I ask a question this morning? Has God rolled away any stones in your life? Has he pulled you up out of the tombs that you were living in? So the first thing I want to tell you, what does this mean? We watch this. What does it mean though? The first thing that the resurrection means to us or the living one is reconciliation. Here's the problem we had before Christ. We were at odds with Jesus. We were enemies of the cross. We were on Satan's side. Come on, somebody. So the resurrection means reconciliation, saints. My relationship with God has been reconciled. And my question is, because that relationship is right, how come the relationship ain't good? Come on, somebody. You and I have access to God through Jesus Christ. That relationship with Jesus, the risen Jesus, that is. I'll talk about that at 10, 10, 15. Watch this. Watch this. It means reconciliation. Amen. The second thing it means, it means renewal. We have a new mind. We have a new heart. The text says, while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men standing suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. You see, reconciliation brings you to renewal. And I want to tell you today, you can renew your faith in Jesus, knowing that he rose from the dead. Watch this. He's not there anymore. The Bible says that God sent, not only did he roll away the stone, but he sent an angelic messengers. He sent a messengers to preach the good news, to comfort these women who were standing at an empty tomb. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that you are going there with one expectation? But you get there and something else happens. So, so, so I want to tell you something, what the resurrection, what the, what the, what the resurrection means, what, what the living one, what the living one accomplished is reconciliation. He's, he's accomplished renewal. 
But the next thing that he has accomplished by raising from the dead is restitution. He paid the price with his life. May I ask you a question? Would you die for me? Probably not. Amen. There's a few people that we may die for. But we wouldn't die for a total stranger, would we? And that's what the resurrection really means on this resurrection morning. It means what? Reconciliation. It means what? Renewal. It means restitution. Restitution. What does that mean, Pastor? It means this, that you and I owe the debt. Amen. The only way that our sins. See, here's what I, what I want to share with Christians this morning. You have an opportunity because you've been forgiven to always remain in right fellowship with God. Have you ever been so tired that you can't ask for forgiveness? Oh, I wish I had somebody. What's the point? I keep praying and nothing happened. I keep trying and nothing happened. I keep trying to do better, but nothing's happened. Have you ever been to that place before? But I want to tell you something. Jesus paid the price. Restitution. He put money on your books. You are set to go. He posted your bail. Come on, somebody. And you didn't have to put nothing up. Why? Because he is the ultimate price for sin. Thank God for restitution. Thank God for reconciliation. While we were yet sinners, while we were alienated from God, Jesus came to do this for us. Do I have anybody? So we have reconciliation, we have renewal, we have restitution. I got one more point, I'm going to sit down. The text says, verse 5, and as the women were terrified and bowed, their faces to the ground. The men said to them, there it is, you ready? Why? Why? Do you seek what? You know what I found out about people? They're looking for Jesus in all the wrong places. I'm saying it one more time. They're looking for Jesus in all the what? Wrong places. You will not find him in a grave. You will not find him at the morgue. You will not find him wherever you think you may find him because he's at the right hand of the Father. And they should have. Known based on his track record while, listen, don't wait till people die to talk about, oh, I should have listened. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I should have paid attention. I should have, I should have, should have. Don't live your life with a whole lot of regrets. Whatever you read in God's word, you take it for what it is. It's real. 
what does this mean to my life? Well, I've been reconciled with God. I have a renewed heart and mind. See, I, I realize that some people are not changing because they didn't really mean it when they said it. Hello, somebody. They can't see change in their lives. Why? Because, hallelujah, they never had a renewal. They don't know that restitution was already paid at Calvary so that they don't have to walk around with guilt and they don't have to walk around feeling bad about falling short because that's the whole point about restitution. It's already been paid. But the most important point tonight, this morning, is this. You have resuscitation. (laughs) I would say it one more time. You and I have what? Resuscitation. You know what resuscitation means? It means you were dead and now you've been brought back to life. The Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Yes, I'm saying sin. Yes, I'm saying trespasses. And while we were yet sinners, we were walking. We were dead people walking. But Jesus has resuscitated us this morning. And I thank you that he rose from the dead so that he can resuscitate me. He can reconcile me. He can renew me. Come on, somebody. And he can pay the price for my sin. I thank God on this resurrection morning, 2021, 2,000 years later, the effects of Calvary and the effects of the risen Savior is still alive today. Thank God for resuscitating me. Do you know what dead people do? Amen. They gravitate to the grave. They seek the living where the dead is. They hang around tombs. Dead people think that they're doing right, but people who are alive and well in Christ Jesus can come out of darkness. They don't talk like they used to talk. They don't walk like they used to walk. In other words, we were a living corpse walking around. But can I tell you something? If Christ be not risen, we have no guarantee of the resurrection. Our preaching is in vain. Our faith is in vain. We are liars because we have preached such a doctrine. We are yet still in our sins if Christ be not risen. All the dead are perished. We have no hope. We have no hope. We are more miserable. We are just plain fools. Amen. We promise what we've been lying about. But that's not the case. We have a divine testimony right here in scripture that says he is not here. He has aris tense, active voice, indicative mood. It's a fact that he has risen. And if Christ has risen in your life, You have reconciliation. You have renewal. You have restitution. You have been resuscitated. 
Thank you, Lord. You breathed the breath of life the moment we were born. And then you breathed the breath of Jesus in us so that we can live now. You know, I, I see people struggling to live the Christian life because they have contextualized it wrong. You don't just, when you come to that superstitious thinking, I'm getting back on that next week. We think that, oh yeah, it's just going to be great. It's just gonna, the Bible declares this. Amen. They that desire to live godly will suffer persecution. And the first sign of persecution is where we fall. But what we have to do is understand that we have power from on high. We have resurrection power in us to live this Christian life. 